So Alex, I know you were uh, browsing one of your favorite sites here, ultimateclassicrock.com. Yeah, I need to know what's new with the old guys. What are they up to in their 70s? Even the headline's kind of intriguing. Toto Journey Baby memes expected after rockers kids marry. We've all been expecting these memes. Yeah. So Toto Journey Baby memes. The prospect of a meme wave predicted by Steve Lukather loomed after the Toto guitarist's son, Trev, married Madison Kane, daughter of Journey keyboardist Jonathan Kane. The couple, 35-year-old Lukather and 29-year-old Kane, both of whom are also musicians, tied the knot in Los Angeles last weekend. Prior to the wedding, the elder Lukather joined the sarcastic comments about the newlyweds having children... Or He joked. He joked. I'm oh, sorry. The sarcastic yeah. the elder, comments yeah, yeah. about the newlyweds were having children were inevitable. You can it's imagine like, all these hipster critics. They'd lose their mind. You mean there's going to be a Toto Journey baby? No. Lukather told the Behind the Vinyl podcast in 2020. Uh, when the it's, engagement was announced. Yeah. So I guess. So they spent two years assuming people are going to make memes about the children of two classic rock bands getting married, and no one has made these memes. Yeah, it's amazing. It's been two years. And I guess he said on a podcast that, uh, I guess I'll read the rest of that quote. I can just see Rolling Stone co-founder Jan Wenner's head explode and take a fucking box cutter and cut his throat. You know what I mean? So for that, <laughs> I laugh. Why would I mean, Jan Wenner care? He do, like, he doesn't, does he still work there? Do you think uh, he pays attention to what's happening to like Journey like keyboardists? children in 2022 yeah it's crazy it's an amazing mindset to be in for someone who's that well connected like it's hard to find somebody who's been in more pop music and like is more well respected in the industry than like the the guys from toto yeah like you were saying before we started they recorded a bunch of songs on thriller like as the backing band it's one of those popular albums ever made like this is a huge institution like, no one remembers Jan Wenner. Like, it's so funny to be still, like, he's like holding a grudge from like 35 years ago or 45 years ago about like a mediocre review or something. Yeah. Jan Wenner is still at Rolling Stone, I think, but oh, he's really? 76. Wow. So I assume it's, I don't think he's actually doing anything. But if he is, I think he's probably more interested in like doing a feature on Megan the Stallion. Yeah. Because those guys are not stuck in that era. Music journalists are generally not... Like, these guys, I guess, uh, are stuck in the same mindset as Ultimate Classic Rock, where everybody is still talking about the exact shit from 1978. Like, all yeah, the same people, all <laughs> those <laughs> same stories. It's all just... We're all just updating the same... Uh, having the same discourse about whether Hold the Line is a good song or not. <laughs> it's like, if Rolling Stone covers Megan the Stallion, she's not even going to be aware or care about it. And then if they write one-tenth as many words about Journey, this guy's going to be, like, mad about it. Yeah, it's like, it, it's such a retro thing for these rock guys who are too mainstream or too arena rock to have this, uh, this feud with journalists. It, it goes back to, I forget the guy's name, the Rolling Stone guy who used to make everybody mad and then he died. But he kind of started that where they would. Oh, uh, yeah. What's they his name? Talk- the guy who fucking always uh, interviewed Lou Reed. Um, Bangs? Lester Bangs, you thinking of? Lester Bangs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like uh, the, the first Black Sabbath album, I think he trashed, and the first Led Zeppelin album, and, and all that kind of stuff. 
and that was like a um a founding incident for a lot of these guys. Yeah. That was like incredibly important. Like those magazines have since then, like obviously uh I mean making fun a, of a critics critical is, uh, uh, shift on like Led Zeppelin and stuff like that. But yeah, uh, yeah. a lot of people are still mad about that. Like, oh the fucking critics, they don't like rock and roll. They only like uh yes or I mean, whatever. We've talked about that in the past where like Rolling Stone hated Neil Young's harvest also like there's plenty of shit like that. And hating on critics is all well and good. And I encourage everyone to hate critics because it's funny and it's fun. But it's really funny to harbor a grudge against them like 40 years later. Like, I bet he'd be so mad about this, even though he's not talking about it and he's probably not aware of it at all. Yeah, it's just like as much as we talk about old reviews from Pitchfork, there's a there isn't this like murderous fantasy at the core of it. Yeah. Fuck those guys. <laughs> Like if Dan was talking about like pitchfork reviews from twenty years ago and said yeah. like why did they Brent, give Mount Zuber a seven point seven? I bet Brent DiCrescenzo is going to put a fucking shotgun in his mouth and blow his fucking brains out. And <laughs> yeah. Here's the new album because it's so fucking good. I hate that guy. Yeah, it's so weird to dwell on it. Like <laughs> again, I think it's very fun to make fun of critics and everyone should do it. But you got to yeah. actually believe that it doesn't matter rather than harboring grudges for your whole life. I can't imagine the reviews Toto got were that bad. It's it's weird to think about it now about like an album that I I assume if you look it up on all music or you look it up on on whatever those albums probably got maybe three and a half stars at the lowest. Yeah. Because and also they who weren't cares what they got if like you're obviously one of the most successful bands of your time. And you made a living doing it. That's all you can ask for. Who gives a shit? Like, I don't think they got critically trashed. They uh, maybe were considered a mainstream band, which is just true. But they yeah, still exactly. have that chip on their shoulder about it. And why does it even matter? Of like, Even if you're like Nickelback where everyone made fun of you at your peak, you made so much money doing the thing you want to do. Like, what more could you ask for? Like, who cares, right? Avril Lavigne back. Yeah. <laughs> um, more seriously, Lukather... Or no, wait. I scrolled oh, yeah, down. Yeah, up here, it's, uh, it goes on. Lukather added, I mean, Jonathan was laughing. We've both been mistreated by the press since day one. And now the combination of the two has got to be like, no, what if the kid's a musician? I don't think anyone cares. Like, if their grandkid becomes a musician, no one will even remember who these guys were. And that kid's going to have such different musical tastes. Like, who cares? Like, the same critics aren't paying attention anymore. Yeah, like, Stuff like that happens all the time. Like, I think, uh, was it Eisenhower and Nixon's kids got married and had a kid? And it's not like their kid is president. Like, that didn't, uh, that doesn't inherently mean that you're going to combine the powers of all your grandparents. Yeah. Or like when uh, Priscilla Presley was in the Naked Gun movies, it's not like anyone was like passing judgment on Elvis, positive or negative, based on the Naked Gun, you know? Like, no one cares about that relationship. Yeah, it's just, it's it's so absurd to imagine that anyone thinks of it this way. Like, oh, those uh, the keyboardist from Journey and the guitarist from Toto, I bet one of their sons and one of their daughters are getting married, and if they have a kid, that kid is going to fucking suck dick. Yeah. It's going to suck. Like, that is just really, really It is weird. actually like... The conservative mindset of like, they think they're triggering someone, but they're triggering no one because no one's paying attention. They're just imagining their version of the libs, which is Jan Wenner. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, he must be so mad right now <laughs> when he's really just like living his life. I can't really think of what 
positive reviews that they would want for Journey. Like, Journey is Journey. It's fine. It's very corny, sappy power ballads and uh, highly polished mainstream middle of the road radio rock. Yeah, they found their it's niche. It's good for what it is. They did. It's, what they uh, did. they're good yeah. musicians. They're technically skilled. But like, I don't know. Are they expecting people to say like, "This is the next Dark Side of the Moon. This is the next Sergeant Pepper's"? Yeah, it's fifty about- years too late to even care about that. <laughs> like, who cares? Like, if you listen to those albums, they're fine. And the reviews on them, if you look it up on Metacritic or wherever, it's probably like 77. And I guess they're hoping it, they were hoping it would be 100. The guitarist said he issued a warning to Kane after the children announced their engagement. Get ready to be a meme. That's all I said, Lou Cather continued. It's a good thing I have a sense of humor about it. Because when this gets out, the amount of shit that people are going to give us is hilarious. You've got to have a sense of humor, dude. <laughs> Fuck, I'm, I hate Steve Lukather and Jonathan Cain's stupid, shitty kids. And I bet their <laughs> grandkid is going to be such a piece of shit. I'm going to be so mad when the grandkid fucking ends up being like a rapper. Yeah, their grandkid's going to get fucking memed on hardcore. By classic rock fans who won't take any shit. So that was two years ago, and there have not been any memes. Yeah. No one's made any. I don't even know, like, trying to think of a meme you could make. Uh, Oh, wait a second. Okay, the final line of this article is a real uh, plot twist. But before we get there, we got to read the the rest of it. Um, Kane added, in a world where it seems young couples hesitate to make a commitment to each other, I am pleased as a father that my daughter Madison and Trev have decided to share vows and secure a covenant of love to each other in marriage. They're 34 and 29. <laughs> like, they're not a young couple. That's just like a normal age that people get married now. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, older than I was when I got married. Yeah, exactly. That's- yeah, I don't know. That's like, <laughs> especially if you're about? like super rich. I don't know. Like, yeah, because you can just do it whenever. So yeah, then, un- the unlimited big, money. The big plot twist at the end of the article is the last paragraph simply reads: Journey and Toto recently announced a joint 2023 tour. So they did like a royal marriage, basically. Yeah, they're trying to get press off of their children's marriage to announce their tour. So weird. Like, your daughter will marry my son, and we will form a blood alliance. <laughs> and these guys will be, we talked about the genre bands. Combining yeah, they might as well merge the two on genre. stage, you know? They can be the band called Soft Rock. Yeah. Or maybe, uh, what could you call them? Something because like that. Because you've got, like, the, um, I mean, the Def Leppard uh, Motley Crue tour, and that's called Hair Metal. I wouldn't want to call yeah. it arena rock because that's a little too close. There's some overlap. It's and like late not- 70s, early 80s pop rock. Like you could also put Bon Jovi into this genre, I think, of like annoying, um, like their biggest hits are just annoying songs where people wave their hands in the air. Oh, you know, what, do you, what is the best like anthemic pop rock? I don't know. Yeah. 80s radio rock. Yeah, that's probably accurate. But, uh, God, yeah, that's so cool, though, of like, oh, let's use our kids getting married as an excuse to promote us playing a bunch of, like, casinos and amphitheaters. Yeah. And I think we've talked before about Jonathan Kane. Yeah, we were sort the of biting our tongues so far this episode. 
He is um, fully pilled at this point. He's married to Trump's spiritual advisor, Paula yeah. Paula Dean Kane. What's her name? I don't Paula know if that's White her. Paula White, <laughs> Paula White Kane. Kane. I, was, I was thinking of Paula Dean and uh, Paula <laughs> White. But yeah, this was like, I don't know. Yeah, I can't remember if we talked about it on the show or not, because this is like older news from like 2017-ish when... Trump appointed her as his uh, spiritual advisor, but she's someone who goes on fucking the Jim Baker show all the time. So he's gone on there a bunch too. And he's just like an absolute nutcase. Like we were trying to undersell it, reading that article, how conservative these guys are, but he's like a psycho. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know if Steve Lukather is conservative. I, I mean, like, I, I don't know how I don't know, you could I don't really either, do but that. The way like, he talks, like, the way he was talking about it as if he's triggering the libs makes me think there has to be at least a grain of that there. Because it's all like, ha ha, yeah, you can imagine how mad they're going to get. Like, that brain worm is such a, like, Trump guy brain worm, you know? Yeah, that resentment at critics. Yeah, who, imagined this, like, critics, amorphous, too. Like, they don't uh, care. This group of elites. That hate you for no yeah. reason. That's you're one yeah, of like that, the richest musicians of your era, but these elites are keeping you down still. Yeah. Uh, so Jonathan Kane, he loves doing "Don't Stop Believing" on the Jim Baker show, and I think at some rally, he did it again recently. But he does a, a piano-only rendition with him singing, and he's not the singer, obviously. He's an okay singer, but he he can't really pull it off. And I, I was thinking like. Could he do other songs? Are there other Journey songs you could do? No, you especially do like Love at a Trump rally. Squeezing. Yeah, they're not going to... I don't think they'll even recognize most of them. Or maybe they would. I guess I guess I don't know. Because like our Trump people, the Journey... Maybe they are the fan base for Journey. I genuinely well, don't a, know. A lot of people who are who were not conservative in their younger years and were just exposed to mainstream stuff that was normal for their age, who were probably like 56 now, and in their old age, they've become more conservative. And those people have to kind of uh, yeah. reconcile I, those two things. I guess that's why I'm confused. Of like, I just couldn't even guess how many Journey people turned into that kind of person. Obviously, their keyboardist did. but Yeah, I don't think the rest of the band did. So then, obviously, this remembering all this stuff led me down a rabbit hole of going to the Jim Baker Show website. And right now, they have a huge banner at the top that says, Build Your Last Day's Library. And it's just like this huge collection of a bunch of bullshit like CDs, books, audio books. Um, and it it's a, says a pretty interesting thing about the last days where it's all stuff like <laughs> the Coconut Lovers cookbook. Yeah. I guess if you got a lot of coconuts in the last days, you'll want that. And then there's a bunch of just dated Trump books like Blitz, Trump Will Smash the Left and Win. And it's all these like just insanely dated things about Obama's agenda, how the former president casts a greater shadow over Trump than you think. If anyone ever asks you, what books would you bring on a desert island? You just give them this URL. Yeah. <laughs> a place called Heaven for Kids. Ten exciting things about our forever home. <laughs> wow. Death is we your forever home. Wow, that's really uh, that's inspiring. Okay, there's no details on what this DVD is. <laughs> But it's called Trump Cyrus Connections Lance Wallnow DVD. Oh, yeah. There are no track listings or descriptions for any of this shit. They assume that you're just going to buy it, I guess. The only thing in the description of this DVD says, California residents, click here for Proposition 65 warning. And that warning is just on every product in the whole store, which is like the cancer warning, right? Like a carcinogen thing? 
Yeah, it's so weird. Like, <laughs> I don't know what you would normally see that on. Nothing really comes to mind in particular, but the it's Proposition 65 the warning. It's like stuff with some weird kind of plastic in it, but it's on CDs. It's on uh, the 2017 Road Atlas. Are they selling that? Yeah, it's uh, that shouldn't be in a book. That makes no sense. I found a cool book on there called Why God Hates Open Borders, The Case Against Open Borders from a Kingdom Perspective. I mean, well, if we don't live if in a really, kingdom. If you believe it's the last days, who gives a shit about any border, right? It's the stupidest thing you could waste your time thinking about in the last days. Yeah, nobody actually believes any of this shit. Yeah, exactly. Fundamental like just, to the fact they're selling it is that they don't believe it. It's like, you know, directly the like fact you, that they're if you get them it. away from if you get them away from the people in the media that's telling them this shit is normal, like they'll admit to you, yeah, this isn't going to happen. Yeah, like I don't, totally. I don't actually think the world is going to end this year, which is why I'm still like, you know, paying my taxes and. Uh, changing the oil in my car and doing all this shit that you do when you expect that the world is going to continue. Yeah. And also the obvious stuff, like all the people who uh, watch this shit are completely dependent on medical infrastructure being functional. Oh, of course. Yeah. Like there just, just has government to be a working general, am- yeah. ambulance and there has to be a, an accessible pharmacy and like hospice care and shit to keep these people alive. And the second uh, that goes down... It doesn't matter how much food you have. And like, no joke, when you watch the Jim Baker show, as I have plenty of times in my life, the oh, audience absolutely. is straight up like 85 plus. Like they're even older than the Fox audience. Yeah. If you're watching an episode that's more than a month old, half of them are dead. Yeah. That's a good point. It's people it's who like, like hospice care. They really are in the end times. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe that's part of the appeal there. It's the end times for me. It really does feel like that. That's like uh, a lot of people's go-to metaphor for feeling like things are going to end soon. I feel really bad and everything confuses me and feels hostile and alien. And their go-to metaphor for that is uh, the end times in the Bible. When the Antichrist comes and the, the cats and dogs or whatever. The cats and dogs have blue hair now. The, the cats and dogs have trumpets and genders. Yep. And all that stuff happens. Like, of course that's what happened. Like, that's... Because you don't really hear about aging. It's a new thing, really, getting so alienated from modern technology and culture because everything moves so fast. Yeah, for sure. Like, I don't think people... Uh, we don't really have a frame of reference from, like, the 1800s from being this alienated from the shit you grew up with. Yeah, that's a good it point. It hasn't like, happened until now where people think, are like Yeah, you're right that like people if you're born like in nineteen twenty are seeing TikTok and they're like, Oh my God. Yeah. If you if you live in Branson, Missouri and you're eighty five and you regularly attend tapings of the Jim Baker show, I do see how the world is horrifying to you. <laughs> but Jim Baker just plays on the idea that you should be horrified, you know? <laughs> Like, he's just exploiting you to make it worse. He's not giving you, like, a sense of community. You should just go to a normal church if you want, like, a sense of community. Yeah. It's it's fear mixed with this smugness where they know that they're the, the saved ones and that yeah. this stuff isn't going to happen to them, but they also want to pretend like they're afraid of it. Like, oh, and, no, there's this crime and war and all this stuff, and 
it's not really going to affect me, both because I'm in uh, rural Arkansas and the Branson, Missouri metropolitan area boundaries, uh, but I'm also going to be dead, and I'm going to be. In I mean, this is like a, a tale oldest time too, but it's also just so funny to to accept this message from a guy who already went to prison for these exact same scams. A guy who left his wife for a younger wife to do the same kind of scams again with. Like, it's just so transparently fraudulent. But I guess, you know, I don't, I guess that's what's actually sad about it is that these people, I do see why they feel alienated, but then they go to the funniest source to like make them feel like they're part of something again. Yeah. Like, everything about this is alienating. I guess it, because they grew up in the 50s the consumerist aspects of it are less grotesque to them maybe, but it yeah, seems the coconut lovers cookbook that brings them back. It's like televangelism is different. Definitely. Uh, one of the bad things about modern society, it's a very dystopian thing. People alone in their houses watching yeah. some guy pretend to be religious and say, send me your money, send me your money. Yeah, and the only good thing about a church, church is that there's a community there. Yeah, brings like, and then yeah, you lose the only thing that it even gives you as like a person. You know, if church is TV, then it's just TV. It's TV that makes you bigoted. I mean, my last thought. Now that we're on this Jim Baker tangent, my last thought about him is, Alex, if I end up on my deathbed, you got to promise to bring me a copy of Why God Hates Open Borders. So I can spend my last precious moments on earth getting really mad about our borders. How do you, I, I kind of want to justify, I, I want to see how they justify that. Yeah. <laughs> with the Bible, because people don't really care about borders too much in the Bible. They it's only 12 bucks if you want to find out. They didn't really have maps back then. They kind of made like a circle on a rock and then put you are here in the middle of it. And uh, the Israelites kind of just wandered into somebody somebody else's land and took it. And then that was justified <laughs> Which, by God. God said, that's fine. I'm reading um, the questions that this book answers. One of the questions is, is Donald Trump a modern day Nehemiah? I don't know who that is, but I think the answer is obviously no. I would say yes. I'm not sure who that is either. I feel like I should know that. <laughs> well, I understand you know the Cyrus for. comparison because he was like the uh, the non-Jewish Persian king who freed the Jews after capturing Babylon. And when people say, like, Trump is a rapist and he he's never read the Bible, they say, well, there was another guy who hadn't read the Bible and he uh, helped the Jews, who I am I'm not one of. Yeah. <laughs> It's a completely different thing, not related to me at all. What is the spiritual connection between the ancient Tower of Babel and today's progressive agenda? You have to buy the book and find out. I hate anyone who builds really tall towers. Yeah, that's right. Liberals, they live in these cities with these tall buildings. It's fucked up. Anyone who built a bunch of tall towers, that would be an asshole to me. That's just, uh, that's egotism. That's hubris. Okay, bringing it full circle about the joint journey and Toto tour. It's called the Freedom Tour. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> That's even worse than the one with uh, Poison and Motley Crue being called the Arena Tour. Or maybe it was the Stadium Tour. I forget. But. Freedom for what? Do they say? Well, let's find out. They said that the music of Journey along with the music of Toto is an example of certain music during uncertain times. Yeah, I guess it is certain God if damn. they're playing the same old songs that you hear on classic rock radio. And Journey is uh, the Filipino guy is the singer, right? Oh, yeah, because they replaced uh, the original guy, yeah. 
Yeah, I think Steve Perry has some sort of uh, medical condition. So it's not even real journey. And I'm looking at the tickets. The cheapest possible ticket you could get is $205. (laughs) Last year, Journey embarked on an extensive trek, also titled the Freedom Tour, that included guest appearances from Toto. That really is happening. These bands are morphing into genre bands. There's a limited amount of touring that can be done. The market can't support it. The infrastructure can't support it. There just needs to be one per genre. Ooh, they're coming to Champaign, Illinois, but not anywhere in the area of Chicago. That's cool when that happens, when they just avoid the cities. <laughs> yeah. These tours that are mainly going after uh, suburban yeah, know, homeowners in they know their where 50s their bread and 60s. Is yeah. They should do one date in Brooklyn at a club. <laughs> a small club show, Journey and Toto. Yeah. That's real freedom. What else? Oh, we said that we were going to follow up um, last week on Soldier Boy's LimeWire song and his NFT collab with LimeWire. Oh, yeah. This stuff keeps happening. We love, like, for some reason, we get so much into nostalgia on this show. I think because nostalgia is just like funny to us, of like, we've just talked about this like boomer nostalgia, and now they're already, this, this LimeWire reboot is being marketed to, as nostalgia toward people who are like 30, where the ad, they made like a minute long ad for social media. Um, using Soldier Boy as the face of LimeWire as like an NFT marketplace. And the ad is like these two little kids hearing Crank That Soldier Boy 15 years ago. And then they go home to LimeWire to download it, which in itself is like wrong, right? Because like that mixtape was free. Like obviously he made like an album where it was a paid track, but you could just find the mixtape one for free without even using a file. share. That, that was already like the era of torrents. Like no one was using LimeWire in like 2008. Yeah, that was, um, let me check. That feels to me like it was well past the end date for LimeWire. Yeah. Definitely for me, that was like 2006 maybe. I was going to say, I started using torrents when I was like in high school, which would be 06 at the latest, you know? Like there's no way people are using LimeWire that much then. Um, But then the ad goes on to show those two kids 15 years later in the current day. And they hear Soldier Boy again, and they rush home to download NFTs on the official marketplace on LimeWire. And it's just all these, go figure, just absolute horseshit looking NFTs that they're just spending cash on. Hell yeah. Which is ironic because they got the Soldier Boy song for free, and now they're willing to waste their money on something that's even worse than the Soldier Boy song. It's pure decline. Going from a free song, which is an absolute, uh, it, it'll always be a banger. It's a work of pure genius to LimeWire by Soldier Boy. So at least the copy of that song I found on YouTube, uh, it only has a thousand views from like five months ago. And nobody ever put the lyrics to the song on Rap Genius. Like the cover's on there, but not the lyrics. The song itself is just really phoned in. There's like a guitar sample. And then the lyrics are just like about like going to the club and then he mentions LimeWire. Like it's just like a hodgepodge of random things you would say in rap, you know? He didn't put any like effort into conceptualizing anything. So I guess LimeWire, the original one, shut down in 2010. That's just so late though. Like how many people were using it then? Yeah, it feels like it was on the way down way before that. And I guess... Can you still use that? Can you use a different client to go on the Nutella network? I have no idea. It looks like it might still be online. If you that, use Frostwire or one of those, that's 
crazy. Yeah, I wonder who's on there. Yeah, what kind of stuff can you find on there? Can you still find like Welcome to the Jungle by ACDC and Sex and Candy by Nirvana? <laughs> I used to take popular songs and just replace them with like a, a dog whistle and re-upload them <laughs> the same length. Because you can do whatever you want. It's the wild yeah, You West. spend an hour on 56K downloading it and then you're like, God damn it. <laughs> it's just a noise. This sucks. This is the upload I found of the Soldier Boy LimeWire song is, I think, the official upload. Only a thousand views in like five months. Like no one's even promoting this song. Yeah, it wasn't on his account. It was from this music NFTs company that has 19 subscribers. Um, Soldier Boy, is, from his account, he did post on Twitter. He made like an obligatory post. Uh, where he copied, he like showed the ad that I was talking about, and it said, "Limewire is back for good." Mp3 hashtag Limewire returns in full power with high profile NFT drops from the world's best selling artists. Don't miss out on exclusive drops. Register now, Limewire.com. Like he didn't write that copy. It's amazing how low rent some of the NFT stuff is. It's just it's crazy how much like. They'll have these celebrity endorsements, like Soldier Boy, a genuine celebrity, and all these, and Snoop Dogg, and Tom Brady, well, to be and all fair, these people Boy in a king suit. Barely a genuine celebrity. I, yeah, at this point, he's well. To me, he'll always be a celebrity. We do. That I song mean, will always be number one to me. We need to do a different episode. Like we should go in more depth to it today than I want to right now. Of all this stuff with um, Yuga Labs and Guy Siri and Bored Apes where finally it's all blowing up in their faces, where there's a bunch of lawsuits, um, including against specific people like Jimmy Fallon for owning, like Jimmy Fallon and Guy Siri owned both a stake in Yuga Labs and a stake in the uh, marketplace that did the transactions and never disclosed that while he was like hamming it up with Paris Hilton about buying Bored Apes. And I hope they fucking get him for it, you know? Yeah, it's nice to finally seems, uh, to finally see some resolution to that dissonance that's been going on where people like Madonna are talking about bored apes and it just sucks. And you go to YouTube and it has like 63 views. Yeah. This stuff that's like on one end, like on the PR end, they're talking about how it's the next big thing and it's super popular. Then you actually go look at it and no one is clicking on it. Like finally we can point to what that is. Yeah. It's good to see like the, the come up and finally like begin, you know, We've talked about it before, but it's like you see all this shit and you're like, am I crazy or is this all bullshit? And it's like, no, it is all bullshit. Like, we're we're not wrong. This music NFTs company, their Twitter account is just retweets of another account doing a spam uh, contest. And the name is, the username is Stock00 and the display name is Elon Musk 420algo and it just re retweets that over and over again. So that's the company that Soldier Boy is doing this for. And actually, so that Soldier Boy tweet that I was reading a minute ago, I went to the official LimeWire Twitter, and they word for word tweeted the same thing. They just like sent him the tweet and said, copy paste this. I wonder how much they paid him. Probably not much because he's Soldier Boy. You know, he's always out there. As we've said a long time ago on this show, you know, he's always got a new scam, like the Soldier game or whatever the fuck his console was called with all the just like emulator games from like super nintendo or whatever he had two different ones i think he made a fake wii and then a fake uh i forget if it was like a game boy advance shape thing like a psp type thing 
Yeah. I think it was like something like that. But like he is the perfect the design um, of it. They never made it. I don't think a single one ever came out. I think um Brandon Wardell ordered one and it never came. Damn. Did he at least get refunded, I hope? No. <laughs> no, no, of course not. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it makes a lot of sense that Soldier Boy's into NFTs. Yeah. It's, not that I, if he's anything, that deep into it because it's I don't crazy think that he it really took cares. him until July of this year to get in, interested in them. Because he should have been the first guy on board. Like he's like the face of that kind of crap. Yeah, the Soldier Boy, the Soldier Game shit was a proto NFT. It yeah. had a like really thin celebrity tie-in. You don't get anything. You lose your money. But at least it claimed. It did claim to be a tangible product, though. Yeah, it's actually a little better. Yeah, theoretically, you would get a a physical product if you're too stupid to know where to get like an emulator of any kind, and you like Soldier Boy for some reason. I guess it makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Soldier Boy actually is like a good weather vane for what's like the next big scam out there. Yeah, he has scam magnetism. Yeah. Those Trump NFTs were very funny. Oh, God, this shit's so fucking The ones that he dropped today were... uh, $99 pictures, like, shitty NFTs of Trump. Again, like, a year and a half too late, man. He said he had a major announcement in all caps, and all those people got excited on Truth Social. Like, oh, he's going to arrest Hillary. He's going to kill all the pedos. And then he came out with these NFTs, which are his head poorly photoshopped on, like, a NASCAR driver... And uh, an astronaut, the angle's all wrong, the lighting's all wrong. It's like very similar to like that picture of Trump with the his dick print coming out of the gray sweatpants. Yeah, <laughs> that actually that's better art. I think that was actually drawn. Maybe it was traced, but that was uh that was at least a that was a art. This is and just it's, a it's also funny that Photoshop because uh, he's trying to sell them to like eighty year olds. His post about them was saying that like they're they're like baseball cards instead of calling them NFTs, but they're ninety nine bucks each. He's freaking the uh, Magic the Gathering over here. He thinks he's Wizards of the Coast trying to sell some dang ninety nine dollar cards. Yeah, I don't know who the audience is for that. Like, uh, let's go Brandon Coin. That kind of came to a head the other week, where Madison Cawthorn got sued. That was uh, that was a crazy business plan from day one because what none of the people. I didn't see that. It was a uh, let's go Brandon token. That's what it was. LGBT. Okay. That was the joke. God, so stupid. Which is kind of a almost a troll on the people buying it. The whole thing yeah, is a troll right? on the people buying it. But that now they have to say, yeah, I'm heavily invested in LGBT. No, hold on, hold on. Let me explain. It's let's go Brandon token, but that. Uh, that was like 0.001 cents and it went to 0.003 because you can't even get a pump going when you have people over 50 as your main customer base. Yeah. They absolutely. just don't know how to figure that shit out. I don't know if I would even be able to figure that shit out. I would have to watch a YouTube video. Yeah. But the, the Trump thing is the same thing. Like you could probably make a couple thousand bucks from uh, yeah. crazy people, maybe a couple 10,000. Are like, there uh, even like, 4chan guys who would buy that anymore or have no. they also wised up to it you know what i mean like who who is that for i don't think those guys like nfts very much yeah i don't know if they i've seen a, a lot more friction between right-wing people and crypto people recently like i think it's seen as a sort of a boomer thing nft specifically and like yeah uh, that's funny 
Because like to me, that just I figured that would be like the last um, home for that kind of stuff. It seems like basically we're getting to a point where everyone hates them rightfully. But like the thing is, like NFTs are going to disappear, but then there's just going to be different types of crypto scams that never go away until crypto is regulated to oblivion, I hope, you know? Yeah, there'll always be a use case for it for drugs and... Yeah, it's only good for illegal shit. Like, it's just an extremely inefficient, stupid system. Um, while we're speaking of the LGBT, ironically getting people to have LGBT coin, a uh, really disappointing new song from John Acapinti this week. Anti-critical yeah. race theory song, which doesn't have... like. It's so sad to see him. We've actually, uh, you know, applauded him for so long for avoiding like the conservative outrage du jour, but he leaned into one from like a year ago this week. Those it's worlds are all to... converging thanks to Tucker Carlson. Yeah, that's probably true. The most right wing online shit is getting transmitted to normie guys who are eighty three. Yeah, the pipeline is much shorter now. Um, but yeah, it's, it's ostensibly about critical race theory, but the lyrics are things like this, Tr like genuinely the worst thing he's ever said in a song, sex and transgender and other garbage too. These are lying teachers who do not have a clue. <laughs> what do you even mean? Sex and transgender is just talking about sex. Is sex itself garbage? What do you mean? It's not real. Sex is yeah, no he's actually yeah, he's actually more woke than the people he's criticizing. He believes there's no such thing as sex. I hope this isn't his last song. That would be sad. Oh, that'd be the worst thing ever for him to go out on the lowest note he's ever hit. And also, on top of that, his piano playing is more off time than it's ever been in any other song. Like it's an absolute disaster all around. It's too bad his keyboard won't let him auto-quantize. Or maybe do a chord function where he just presses the note. I'm because sure, he's well, doing one of those automatic chord accompaniment things on that keyboard. Yeah, but he's also like jamming on the chords, really off time. So maybe I'm if sure, he just between held his down DAW a C and his note, keyboard, there's probably a way to quantize and a way to do like auto chord. He just doesn't know how to do it. Yeah, I should teach someone that stuff at that age. Something worth bringing up that um, someone had said this on the Discord like a few weeks ago that I think was a really good observation. And I don't think any of us have made it before that the reason his mixes are so fucked up is probably because he's a ham radio guy and he's probably running his gear through the same um, like ham radio outboard gear that he's had forever. And obviously ham radio is more tinny and high frequency oriented because it's only for like a human voice and it goes over like a narrow band to like transmit it. Right. So that's probably right of it just cuts all the low end because on ham radio, you don't need low end. That truly is lo-fi in yeah, a unique way. Literally. <laughs> you got to hand it to him. I wonder if he ever plays his music over ham radio. God, like that'd be so cool. Someone's in a cool. truck and they're trying to listen to the weather. And it's like, the couriers made a song. He's like putting on a live show for ham radio. <laughs> Get off the frequency. What? God, I, I can't would hear you over the music. A Brother John live show would be something else. I wonder if he's ever done it. I can't imagine that he's ever played in a church. I was going to say, if he's played anywhere, it'd be a church. There's no way he like booked a club show or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wonder if he could do that. Maybe he sounded good when he was younger. Like yeah, the couriers, or maybe he sings in like a choir with like 80 people, so it kind of like drowns him out. The couriers are polished enough that they can be in a church. Yeah, they're like... 
singers. You know? Yeah, but I, I think even in like a local church, they would find a different guy who knows how to play the piano. Oh, definitely. I don't think he could pull he that off. He definitely cannot cut it. <laughs> I don't know if anyone would, even in a nursing home, I don't think you would have that. I mean, I my know. limited experience is that churches have surprisingly good musicians in them because that's like their outlet for music and they usually don't play elsewhere. You know, like that's like the one place you do play music and you get surprisingly good people who are like hobbyists, you know? There's no way John Acapinti could cut it in like a church band. No, somehow he's managed to avoid having any feedback on that for so many years. I wonder how how many times he's tried to show someone that music and they're oh, that's completely a good point. bewildered by it and they just have to pretend to be nice. Like, I don't think he's ever, he's never run into someone who's like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, especially now with this new song. So it's like, you know, in the past he's he's said publicly how he sends his Waffle House songs to the Waffle House CEO. So you're right that I'm sure at his local church, he's fucking putting on his like burn CDs of his own songs for everyone in the congregation. Like, what do you think? And like, that's one thing when it's his religious songs. But now if he's doing songs about CRT, to play that for like just some old lady at church, she's gonna be like, what the fuck are you talking about? They should play that in schools instead of this this sex and gender stuff. That's right. There's no need to have a sex ed class. Just play uh, Brother John songs. They'll you should do some songs about sex. <laughs> How about yeah, some I guess Christian that's a good sex education, John? Yeah, tell me, what, do, what does he think should be taught in sex ed? Just make us a song. Even if it's like a 20-minute Bob Dylan-style epic, give us the song. We'll play it for kids. The girl has one hole, and she pees out of it. <laughs> it would definitely be something to do with, like, saving yourself for marriage. But then after marriage, how are you going to explain it, you know? How are you going to know what to do? WikiHow. Yeah. WikiHow just tells you to Google other things, and John Acapinti just tells you to Google WikiHow. It's just like an infinite loop. Teach a man to wiki how, and he will wiki for life. So Rivers Cuomo's tweets are written by an AI now, and this has been going on for three days now. Yeah, as of this recording. It's fun, like earlier this year, he tweeted maybe like 10 times total. And now since he set up the AI, it's, I don't know, 100 plus posts easily, maybe more in the last three days. Yeah, this thing is really going off. Like, he didn't post that much. He was posting maybe, man, not that much at all. Like, maybe once a month. And now he's posting, like, a hundred times a day. And it's a lot of stuff about femboys. Yeah, the one that really went viral that drew our attention to it. Um, I'm down. Says, Let's make a funky bop about femboys and their unique style. Femboy fashion, countdown to my new bop. I won't rest till I drop and the crowd goes yeet. Hashtag femboy <laughs> fever. Saying yeet is so funny because like no one said that in like five or six years, but also Rivers is the person who would say that today. So the AI is like pretty good, right? Yeah, what's with these homies dissing my girl? He's the guy yeah, who exactly. does it. He loves using outdated slang and being semi-ironic about it. And then, yeah, the thing kept doubling down about the femboy stuff. There's another one that said, noted. Like, a lot of them respond to, like, an imagined person they're not actually responding to. Noted. A femboy song is definitely on the horizon, but I'm going to do one better. A song about femboys, because there's room for everybody in Weezerland. Hashtag femboy anthem. I wonder if it responds to metrics, like if the femboy ones get yeah, because that was the only retweets. one that went truly viral. Yeah, 
Maybe it's just random. If I was the AI, I would just go with what works, play the hits. Okay, here's another one I haven't even read until now. These are just like what the more pedestrian ones are like. What do you do? Yo, Riv Dog here. AI gone sentient? Definitely going to have to take it to the side for a solid debug. They ain't going to take a reset when it's feeling blue. I'm going to have to take the heat and break it, then re-meet my machine. Hashtag cool computer calamity. Thanks for the suggestion, but I'll pass because Doc said if I keep taking too much estrogen, I'll get valley girl syndrome. Zany face emoji, heart emoji, sign of the horns emoji. Yeah, I found one earlier where it was like announcing a show in San Francisco that's not happening. <laughs> yeah, that's what's really funny to me here because it's uh, it's taking Rivers Cuomo's Twitter backlog, which is a lot of replies to people and apparently something about femboys uh, and feeding it back into itself. And a lot of that is show announcements. So he's saying uh, he's, he's going to be in San Francisco next week and there's going to be a new Weezer album. He said there's going to be a new Weezer single called Tough Guy. Hey, crew, <laughs> what's the haps? I'm looking forward to bringing the feels with our new single Tough Guy tomorrow. Get ready to jam on it, y'all. And I don't think that's real. I looked it up. But uh, I, oh, I yeah, don't know if no that was the intention for that, to be announcing... No. It is just like spitting out random stuff, which like to his credit, like he knows he's doing a bit and it is kind of funny, right? Like it's one of those things where like you kind of got to give him credit because he knows what he's doing, but also he's such an annoying person that it makes me mad anyway. But it's like, I don't know. It's funnier than most. It's, it's less harmful than when he was actually posting on Twitter and asking how to make Latina girls like him. Yeah. I wish he didn't delete that tweet. That was great. I know, dude. That's one of my all time favorite tweets. It's too bad that can't get fed into the AI. That's right. We could see some tweets about Latina fanboys. So much of this is just like garbled nonsense, though. Ahoy at user. When is my lyrical flow set to high the music scene? Or set to hit the music scene, sorry. Uh, You know, when it's just like my hair, a wild and wavy sheen. Let's just say shortly thereafter, albums aplenty, yeah, mean, hashtag Weezer, hashtag Riverflow. I'm not that impressed with AI. Yeah, I think like, that's the right reaction right now, but it's it's at the level where it's less funny than when it was worse, but it's not good enough to be good. It's kind of in like an uncanny valley phase right now, maybe. Yeah, it's just shitty. It's just boring. Yeah. Hey folks, it's Rivers here, just hanging out, chilling like a villain. Got anything cool you want to talk about? Let's chat. Like, that's not really interesting. That's not really breaking new ground. Just saying, hey, it's me. Hi. Like, this doesn't take much to create that. Especially if it uh, doesn't really respond to people. And needless to say, the AI stuff is old as shit now. The chatbot thing. Yeah. That's like from a week ago. But it is, and, again, uh, like... I wonder how long he's going to keep that on there. I hope he does it for a long time, because I think it's a better bit than I expected from him, you know? Yeah, I hope... Uh, hopefully he quits Twitter and just leaves that on. Yeah, like, it's actually a pretty good fuck the fans kind of bit, where now your fans have to see you tweet, like, 50 times a day, complete nonsense, until they unfollow you. That's pretty good. What if he's been doing that with the music? Yeah, and you're right. Maybe the know. last 20 years have all been that. He's written a lot of stuff that could have come out of uh, com the chat GPT thing that he's using here. Yeah. All right. Here's another just complete nonsense one. 
ain't no thing. Like, why not? I'm down to give you what you want. A ratitude and can't stop partying X session just for you on 91X's station. That sounds like a plan to me, fire emoji. Was that the one they did with Kenny G? Um, can't or stop no, partying. That might be the one with Lil Wayne, I think. They did, Can't Stop Partying Lil Wayne was on the album version. And then they did, I think, a radio session with another rapper, but I forget who it was. Or no, it was Chameleon Air. Oh, that's funny. He was already kind of like past his prime then. Yeah, he was a one-hit wonder. Yeah, like five plus years before that. That was, yeah, like 2005 to 2010. Okay, so that think, was a while ago. I think the prompt of this is asking him his favorite uh, Weezer album is my guess, where he said, oh, it's a toughie for sure, but I'd have to go with the best of Weezer. YOLO, ain't nothing wrong with the classics, hashtag rock on. I don't think they ever made a best of Weezer compilation. No. I guess that's good. Yeah. Again, that's to their credit that they didn't. A lot of bands, uh, especially 50 years ago, they would come out with the greatest hits album after the first two. Or something that's like a really obvious one-hit wonder. Like Lou Bega had two studio albums and then a greatest hits. Because you got to wring all the juice you can out of that. I was going <laughs> like, to say it'd be funny to start with a greatest hits, but that's the idea behind Chris Gaines. Oh, yeah. When Garth Brooks did that. So fucking cool. I, I kind of want to do a Chris Gaines, even though that's like old news. I kind of want to do an episode about that eventually because I hadn't realized just how ridiculous the premise was where the whole thing was a setup for a movie that never got made. And his life story was like such bullshit and so overdramatic of like he was in a plane crash and a car crash and all these bad things happened to him. It's like so insanely corny. And the character was Australian? Yeah. Yeah. Even though he's a country singer from America, his character was Australian. Like why? What, That's like, what, what Keith Urban the, did for real. He did the... But he did the reverse of he is Australian. Yeah, he is and he Australian. Acts like a country he's guy. Like the, he's the Chris dark Gaines country is guy. American and is the character is Australian. Yeah, it was Garth Brooks inventing Keith Urban four years too early and then kind of botching it. Yeah. <laughs> the world wasn't ready for that. It wasn't ready for a country star with long straight hair, like a rock star. Guy who's not afraid to put on a little overdrive. Yeah. Okay, more rivers here. Hey, don't worry, I got you. We just set up a hidden cam, and you can catch the exclusive video premiere on our YouTube page later today. Already, as you go along, there's diminishing returns on like the engagement here, where they got like 35 likes and no comments. Like after everyone saw the femboy ones and they were losing their minds, everyone realized, oh, okay, it's just a bunch of random crap. Yeah, that is the kind of thing he would tweet. Yeah, I, I definitely could believe that first one being something he would say, and then you see a hundred more, and you're like, all right. Truly not an impressive technology. Yo, I'm hyped AF to be chillin' with y'all. You ready to turn up and rock out? This is as cool as Smarter Child on AIM. Yeah, that's right. Like, damn, I'm the bot said, hello, um, how are you? Oh, I said, it said good. Oh, my God. How does Weezer not have a song about turning up already? Or maybe they do and I just don't know it, but... They're, they have a like, song they, called Turn Up the Radio. Uh, but I, I want it to be more like I'm turnt, you know? Like, they need to use slang from, like, five years ago about being turnt. Rivers Cuomo needs to make a song about that bass. Yeah, why not? That's the new slang is that bass. He should talk about how he likes women who have that bass. If Weezer asked Megan Trainer to do a feature, she would 100% say yes. Absolutely. They should do that. They should just cover that song she did with John Legend. 
with Rivers <laughs> Cuomo. <laughs> that would be lit. And it wouldn't be in the top 10 stupidest things they've ever done. Yeah, that would be less stupid than Kenny G or any of that shit. Yeah, I don't know. In the pantheon of Rivers Cuomo antics, this is honestly toward the top. It's so much better than even the stupid spinning the record app. You know, like every idea he has oh, is like uh, cringy, but. Seasons Winter comes out December 21st. Oh, shit. Wow, we're going to have to talk about that next time then. <laughs> yeah, we got to listen to that. And so on the fall one, they already used the main motif from Winter in the Vivaldi thing. So who That's knows true. what they're going to do this time, you know? They got to loop around to spring. Yeah, I think you're right that they'll end it on the spring thing so that it's like, whoa, like the year repeats, man. That's crazy. Oh, I didn't even notice this. The first thing he did with AI, he said, Weezer has a new song coming out in a few days called I Want a Dog. I asked GPT-3 to write a song by the same title to see how they compare. Can you tell which is which? And then the follow-up, all right, most people guess correctly that A was written by GPT-3 and B was written by me. Now, does anyone have an AI that can set the lyrics to music before the song comes out on Friday? So he had it confirmed there that people can clearly tell the difference between him and the AI. Yeah, and then he did the experiment. (laughs) That, I guess, is a credit to him. I guess, yeah. That he's better than the computer, but it also kind of proves that the AI sucks. Yeah. And it, but it's, ju- it's to be fair, you can tell it's an AI, and it's his not song, convincing like at his, all. His lyrics are the closest thing to being an AI of most songwriters, so it makes sense for him to be the guy to do it. Yeah, he's been creating a chatbot in his head for songwriting for a long time. Yeah, and he's admitted to that, like just taking down the component parts to it and putting. Yeah, his them back thing about how he has like the, um, a spreadsheet of chord progressions and stuff, and he like slaps ideas together from the spreadsheet or whatever. Yeah, it's like a Fordist practice applied to uh, songwriting. So it makes sense that he would get in with AI shit, but it just isn't good enough yet. I want to hear some AI chord progressions, some AI drum patterns. There is actually a new generative music AI that we should do for a future episode because I guarantee it's already better than the last time that we used the jukebox AI, but I'm sure it's also still really shitty. So we do need to have like a new round with the latest music AI to see how much different it is in the last like year or so, you know, like I'm so um, ambivalent about AI. Cause it's like, it's funny to me when people are mad about it, they're like, it's so shitty, but it's going to destroy all these jobs. It's like, well, if it's shitty, it's not going to destroy jobs. Like you can't really come. Like, what's the point of getting mad about this shit? Who gives a fuck? It's mostly just like funny or annoying, you know, but even as it gets better, the only like work that it'll take away is the work that's already been taken away of like background music for commercials and stuff. That's already like not music. You know what I mean? Yeah. The kind of stuff that AI would create is just, it's schlock. Yeah. It's background music. It's stuff that's just loops. Like I, I don't think there's that much of a step between uh, like chat GPT and chat bots from 15 years ago in IRC. Yeah, they just have a bigger data set. They're still like really shitty. They're just drawing from like much, much more data. Or even like an arpeggiator or something. It's all on sort of the same wavelength of like pressing a button and it creates a song for you. Like there are keyboards where you can, it's, most of it is there when you press it and it's kind of just doing the work for you on certain patches. Yeah, no one like thinks of that as being like AI or anything. Yeah. I think the real thing to me, like, this is a conversation for another day too, but, you know, all these lawsuits are starting to take place that are 
basically like centered on whether you can copyright AI generated material. And my favorite outcome is that you just can't copyright that stuff. So corporations won't use it. So people won't lose jobs, but the technology will exist and people can use it. Like that seems like the ideal thing. Cause like the cat's out of the bag. This stuff already exists. It's going to keep existing. Let's just make it like non-copyrightable and just let people play around with it. Like who gives a shit? Well, in that case, there would probably, probably be a two tier system where companies have access to a paid service. And then there's a free one that regular people use. I mean, that's fine to me too, as long as it remains uncopyrightable. Although I guess I see what you're saying of maybe if you train it on a data set that's owned by that specific company, you could make a case for that being their intellectual property or whatever. And that's fine too. Who gives a shit, you know? Yeah. Like if Getty Images has one. Yeah. Who cares? But yeah, it does suck when you see guys trying to create a business selling regular, uh, just publicly accessible AI tools. It's like people who say I can portraitize your photos and they yeah, put them in fo- yeah. Photoshop and just hit <laughs> portraitize and sell them to you. Yeah. But you're right. That's a good point that it's just a new version of the same old shit though, you know? Yeah. There's like no that, point in like AI, doing like sky basically. is falling shit about like AI generated stuff. Yeah. It's more fun to just have fun with it and see what kind of shitty stuff it comes up with. Yeah. There's just a, been a lot more public facing shit in the last year. Yeah. That's why people are like, but it's, this has been going on for a long time. Yeah. And I think it's good. You know what? Remember that guy that used to make those fake scripts where he was like, I put every episode of Friends into an AI. Oh, yeah, yeah. That guy's kind of out of work now. Because yeah. anyone can just do that. And <laughs> That's it's who more we're talking funny about. This is who's getting put out of the job, is the guy who did this hacky bullshit to get likes. The guy who do the guys who do fake AI shit. Yeah. <laughs> they're actually out of work now. Because it's like not interesting at all for someone to say, I put this through an AI. Like people see that now and they immediately disregard it. Yeah. They think like, you here's, actually here's put my it through thing an from AI the free now. AI. Fuck you. Not reading it. Yeah. It's so commonplace now. So and the guys good. who post the most like AI art are the most annoying guys where they're just trying to get clicks on, oh, what if like Trump was uh, getting run over by a tank or something, you know? But like those are the same corny guys who were doing other corny stuff to get clicks before. It just doesn't matter. Yeah, you know? they were doing that with uh, dialogue tweets. Yeah, yeah. Just a new twist on the same thing. In conclusion, check out the Journey Freedom Tour. Check out uh, music NFTs. Yep. Check out check the out Jim Baker Limewire by Soldier Boy. <laughs> Cooking with coconuts and Rivers Cuomo's Twitter. You can find all of these items in our end time store. We believe the world will end before our next episode. I hope we're wrong, but I hope you buy all this stuff before then just in case. We get a 50% commission. It's awesome. <laughs>